0: Hey,
1: this is Jack Rogers.
0: Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. With Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley.
2: Play ball! The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to
1: you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.
2: Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom
1: Haley. Okay, hey, welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Ferdinand with Tom Haley. It is Pairings Day, and with us today, we not only have George Nostra our engineer, we also have Ray Curran, the girls' soccer coach from Springfield High School, on the phone uh, with us today, and he's joining us to talk a little bit about his bracket and his team. Welcome, Ray.
2: How you guys doing? Uh, It's great. It's an exciting time. We can't wait to get going here for the second season, and... uh, you have uh, Lamoille in the opening round, and uh, congratulations because uh, you did well enough so that the road runs to Springfield and not to Hyde Park, which is no small matter yep. since it's kind of a long trip.
0: Yeah, I think it's about two hours, actually, so yeah, it does, allows me to yeah, stay and work a little bit longer on Wednesday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll make the school happy anyway, so okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but- Okay. Now, listen. We, we uh, I saw your team play last week, and since then, you you had a good game, and where you scored three goals in the second half. Scoring has been a little bit of an issue for you, and I wonder if you might talk about how things get resolved when you have a, when you have an issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, wasn't I mean, we? You know, we have a, our, our star player Jenna uh, Vasy, who's a senior and has you know been you know had a great career and i think it's sometimes it's hard when you depend on one player i think sometimes we we had to try to get some different options and sometimes that's not easy it's not like it is in basketball where you run offense and do whatever to get different people involved it's harder in soccer cuz you know it's not as much time to set up set plays you can work on patterns but not really set plays so i think you have to try to work on you know as much as you can to get to get people to make the runs and sometimes it's just a matter of finishing you know when you get in front of the goal just stay composed and finish your chances you know and that's going to be key obviously going forward
1: yeah, well well tell me uh, well you know we always we talk about mm-hmm. offense a lot we we seem to focus on that quite a bit there but but you've got right. a very very good defense as well and I wonder if you might talk about that because if if a championship yeah. is going yeah. to be won you got to play really good defense. Right, and I think they would love to be talked about because sometimes
0: they don't get talked about very much because they don't, you know, get a lot of the headlines, but we yeah, we've given up only 12 goals, you know, all season and I think, you know, coming into the season we did not have a goalkeeper because our goalkeeper graduated. And so uh, Megan Stagner, as a sophomore, has filled in and done a great job. She missed three games with a concussion, uh, but since has come back, she's you know fine now. And if you look in front of her, the two center backs are a senior Ashley Chamberlain and a junior Haley Streeter, and, and you know both those kids are really good athletes. And it's you know and as the season goes has gone on, they've gotten better and better, and they you know just don't freak, you know let people get many chances in front of us, you know. And I think last year they had a lot of trouble. You know, from what they said, to get people that got behind them a lot. And but this year we've kept, you know, made sure we kept people in front of us. You have on either side of her, you have a, a junior Megan Greenwood, and a senior Maisie White, and that's basically the back four that it's been for the second half of the season. We have a couple other ones that fill in, um, a sophomore Mia Mariglione, which I hope I pronounced her name right, and another junior Belle White. So that's kind of what our defense has been, and and you know, every one of those kids has done a good job
1: all year, and. You know, especially at home, we've been really tough, and we hope that continues on Wednesday. And you shut out Otter Valley the other day, and you were mentioning it when we were talking about that game that you didn't think Otter Valley had been shut out very many times this year. And actually, your game against them was the first shutout. So I wondered if that that defense is really in great shape right now.
0: Yeah, actually, subsequently looked that up, and I think we're the only team to shut out Fairhaven as well when we beat them early in the year. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think that, you know, our two big accomplishments, I think, you know, and that's been when we've been at our best, we've been great defensively. And like you said, they don't get a lot of publicity a lot of times the defense. But I think, you know, again, that's been a key. I think you can't win games if you don't, if you're letting up goals left and right. So I think that's been a huge key for us. So I think it's the kids buying in too, to, you know, to be organized, to work on stuff in practice and to to buy into what we're
1: doing. And I think that's helped us all season long. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, uh, how things impact, impact teams over the course of the year. And um, I'm wondering what, what is going on within the team itself, things that you don't have to say. I mean, it, I know the other day that you were disappointed with a, with a tie at Mill River. What was the kids' reaction to that? And did you see that on the field when you played out of Valley the other night?
0: Well, I think that's one of the things, too, is that we told, you know, we have a big senior class. We have ten seniors, and they've, they've struggled. They had two wins their freshman and sophomore year, and then five wins last year and we said this is it you don't get a fifth year in high school unfortunately not that you would want to stay there for 5 years most times but you know this is this is it for a lot of them this is the end of their careers and what you know how do you want to, how do you want your last year to be and i think they bought into that from from day 1 too to say well look they don't we don't get another chance at this and i think you know they were frustrated it's hard to get up for every game for 14 games mm-hmm. It's hard yeah. I think we were just a little bit flat on, on Wednesday, a little bit. You know, it's, it's a long bus ride. You get off the bus, you get to play. It just didn't quite have it. But, and, and give the other team credit, too, they played well. And I think their reaction was they were disappointed, I think, because they're used to winning now. I think that's, it's, it's, you know, that's what the mentality is, and I think that's helped us, too. And you know, But I didn't take nothing away from Mill River, who's actually played really well at the end of the year. But, yeah, we were disappointed just to only get a draw out of that game. 10-3 and uh, 1, a
2: really good season, and like you said, so much better than, than they had been accustomed to uh, the previous years. Uh, did you see that coming like in August and uh, the preseason practices and the scrimmages? Did, did, did you know that something like 10-3-1 was within them?
0: Um, we talked about that. I think you know, ten, three, and one, maybe not, but we certainly. Well, we set the goals for the season. We, winning record was one of them because they hadn't right. had one in a few years, so that was the goal that we set. Um, you know, we, we went through. I knew coming in that a lot of it was going to be a veteran team, and in talking to the kids, they knew they you know probably had left a lot on the table um, last year. Um, so we we had a scrimmage. We played at the Rivendell Jamboree. We played Leland and Gray. It was a very good um, Division Three team, and we played well against them. We stood toe to toe. Um, and we were missing a couple of players too. We held them out just some minor injuries and somebody on the bench was like, well, you know, they're watching, they have a girl, Aaron Bates, who's very good. Um, and she's like, oh, that's a good team. I'm like, and, but we're a good team. I think it ended up one-to-one, but we stayed with him. I said, that's what you have to realize that we have a good team too. And I think it, you know, the first few games, it helped that, you know, we opened up well. And I think after that, I think they could see it too.
2: Now, Lamoille, uh, kind of in, You know uh, intersectional opponent here you probably don't have a lot of common opponents if any how much will you be able to piece together on them before Wednesday
0: yeah we're gonna do the best we can I think there was one opponent Randolph was the only one Um, so it's hard to know a lot about um, teams they played Hartford, I know, last year in the state tournament first round and beat Hartford, and I know they play a tough schedule up there and, you know, they, it won't be an easy game, you know, by any stretch. So we'll try to see what we can do. It's hard, you know, to try to piece together what they have and, you know, and just and sometimes you just have to play your game and try to do the best right. you can and we're on our field and hopefully that will help us and we'll just play how we play and we'll adjust to what we see. We know, you know, we've seen already they have a couple of strikers that we'll have to worry about, so and we'll have to, you know, to do the best we can, but we'll just, you know, basically play our game and hope it
1: works out. Well, the other day, you know, we obviously when you're playing out Valley, you've got to be worried about Olivia White. And uh, you had a couple of, of players that you put in, in specific positions the other night who who helped really to, to shut down their attack and to shut her down. Could you talk a little bit about their kids and what their roles might be if if you weren't up against a, a, a striker in Memorial that you want to shut down?
0: Yeah, and it's a tough call because I know, you know, do you take somebody out of your game to put them on somebody else in a sport you know like soccer we have a lead on the field that's a tough one to know and we'll have to you know i don't think we've made that you know to see what the actual game plan is going to be and maybe you have to adjust on the fly to say hey if this happens we have to do this if this happens you have to do this so you know that's a tough one to answer i don't know who's going to be where like i've said you know all year that one of our strengths has been our depth and right. We've had a few nagging injuries, and we've had people step up, and that's tough in high school because you're asking kids to buy in sometimes when you don't know if they're going to play a lot or whatever, and that can be difficult. But you need them, you know. If you're, I tell them all the time, if you're, if you ever get in my shoes as a coach, you need that 16, 17 player at some point during the season, and you hope that they're ready, and that's exactly what happened Saturday.
2: Uh, and then, if you're fortunate enough to get by Lemoyle, you might have a familiar opponent in the next game uh, a team you've seen twice and on the other hand you might not because we were talking about that before we went on the air Greenmont Valley School is a ski school and sometimes you look at that record and it's two six and one and they might have had their soccer players there for the two wins and for the six losses they might have been in Austria that happens. Right. That happens with yeah, ski schools, so you'd right. never know. That's always a wild card. But yeah, I know. But what about yeah, Fairhaven? I, that, that, I mean, yeah, th- th- that seems like a pretty attractive game to me uh, if you're a fan, Fairhaven-Springfield.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think Moyle, and like you said, in Green Mountain Valley would like that not to happen. They'll do their best to try not to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's what's great about you know, tournament time, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I know, you know, there there are no ski schools, at least, that play you know competitive sports in Connecticut, so that's a new one to me, too. But uh, the, I know there is a history of Springfield and Fairhaven that goes beyond soccer. That was also the semifinal, and the girls will be the first to, to tell you that, that Springfield and Fairhaven went to overtime last year in basketball. And um, the right. semifinals in Fairhaven knocked them off. And, you know, and a lot of the girls are the same probably on both sides, and that's what's great about, you know, kind of smaller school, high school athletics is that you see the same kids you know, three three seasons, and I think it was also Fairhaven that knocked them out of the softball playoffs um, last year as well. So, I mean, that's certainly a rivalry that goes beyond soccer. So if that game does happen, I'm sure it will be, you know, it will be well attended, you know. But again, Lamoille and Green Mountain Valley are going to do their best to make sure that does not happen. So don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much.
2: No, 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 but, uh, you know, that's kind of what we do. (laughs) we're just yeah, no, I kind know, know. of we're we're supposing we know that we we know your first order of business and that's to take yep. care of Lamoille. we we get that but uh we should do try to look ahead and uh and um, you know there is a there is one newspaper in Vermont that tries to pick every game all the way through which I think is kind of silly yep. but uh yeah but um it, it's it, it is it is fun to think about a, a a, a fair haven springfield game and you're absolutely right that that's one thing we like about vermont and and the small school athletics a lot of the a lot of the kids play against each other in so many sports and and it really does uh it really does make for for a good rivalry yeah and hopefully it stays healthy too i mean it's it's high school sports hopefully don't people don't. Right. You know,
0: further than it is but it's good for the community it's good for you know again going back to my the senior class they've been I want to say outscored they, they lost their first round game 8 nothing last year and it, they said it was 9-0 their freshman year so I think it was 21 to nothing they've been outscored their three tournament games so far so you know they're going to have that in their back of their minds So obviously all they've been on the road this is the first I think home game since 2013 I want to say that Springfield's had so uh, yeah. you know so they've been on the road a lot, and they've they've just been on the wrong end of some bad scores with long bus trips. Um, so they'll be, you know, that should motivate them too. I think on
2: Wednesday. Is there anybody else in the um, in the Southern Vermont League uh, the teams you've seen this year that you think you know might be dangerous as a you what? know as a as a lower seed? Somebody, you look at the seed, all oh, they're number eleven, they're number eight. Is somebody you see that that might be a sleeper?
0: Well, Mill River is actually going to be in Division Three, so I
2: think I oh, don't yeah, know what they but, but
0: I think that that there'll be a problem for somebody if they get the right draw up there too. I don't know who they're going to draw in the first round, but they're certainly a better team than their record is. Right? They were playing well even at the beginning of the year. We had some trouble to to knock them off, and I think they just had a really rough schedule and had, you know, But they have some talented kids there. Um, you know, I think you know the talk at the leading meeting yesterday is that are you know hopefully they don't discount the Southern teams that much. It's last year. Maybe the last couple of years, I think looking at it, that they've you know obviously it's the teams that are winning are two teams up north, but you know Hartford has some talent. They lost uh, one of their seniors, Carolyn North, to an injury for the, the season, um, but they've played really well at the end of the year, and they'll play Rice on their field, so you know anything can happen in that game too. And even Otter Valley, as the 15 seed, is going to have that you know Olivia White out there, which you know.
2: Let, let, let me uh, start, well, but, let me ask you one thing to get we we'll get away from the the teams themselves for a second, but I'm just. I'm just curious, uh, somebody who has coached on both sides of the Connecticut River, is there something yeah. that we can learn from New Hampshire or they can learn from us uh, as far as just the tournament format? Uh, is there one that you like better? Uh, are, are there good things about each? Uh, what about the differences in on the, the playoffs themselves on uh, in the two states
0: yeah and i can probably speak to connecticut too because that's where i have a lot of experience too where connecticut has a lot of teams they have four classes with a lot more teams where usually you're getting you know 28 teams in a bracket by the time you get to the playoffs Uh which is and they go you have to finish you have to win 40 percent of your games to qualify you know which i thought is pretty good um you know new hampshire goes where a certain percentage i think it's 70 percent of the teams qualify and then vermont obviously wants to fill their brackets I don't have a huge problem with that. I mean, some people, you know, a 1-13 in teams up in the playoffs, and even you could look to our, us the last three years, was it, you know, where they were just outclassed going up to, you know, wherever so long bus tried to get beat 9 nothing. Is that worth it? But, you know, I, I see all sides of it. I think, you know, I mean, you want everybody, as many people to participate as you can. You know, does it dilute the regular season to put everybody in? Maybe a little, but, I mean, again, it's high school sports, and the more chance they get to play, you know, it's fine. It seems like New Hampshire does have... I know, because Stevens went to the, where I work, went to the state finals last year in girls' soccer action It did have neutral site semifinal, um, which was good, and they do the same in basketball, and it did draw a big crowd, so maybe that's something to look into. Obviously, Vermont does that for
1: basketball, um, but I don't know if they could do that for soccer as well. Okay. I
2: don't know if I answered your question. Sorry, I kind of yeah, went around in a well,
1: circle. No, no, there's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of consideration there and a lot of different uh, reasons that people do yeah. think for logistical reasons as well here, so... Um, Right. The, the um, uh, how is how is this team's success this year been greeted by the community at Springfield?
0: Uh, they've been great, actually. I think you know. I think the community is great in general when it comes to you know. If you went to Brownfield even Saturday, we had a very big crowd. And, um, you know, and they support their teams very well. And I think you've seen that. I've been to a, a couple of football games last year, at, or I mean, not last year, this year, and they've had really big crowds there too to support their team. So I think they're you know they obviously people are going to support a winner but i mean i think the community does a great job and we've you know our booster club has been great all year with whatever you know we've tried to do and we had our 10th annual pink game and we had a big crowd for that game at brownfield as well so i think you know it's a it's a nice you know little community that has you know great support for their schools and their kids right and i think you know hopefully the kids don't take that for granted
1: when they see that in the stands okay well they'll they'll all be out there tomorrow i'm sure for your Three o'clock yeah. game against Lamoille. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, and it's uh, a an yeah. possibility, and I'm sure it'll all go on the road if you're playing at Fairhaven on Saturday as well here. so If
0: it's a Saturday, yeah, that's a nice ride to make as long as the weather's okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the, you know, they get out of school. I was going to say they get out of school at about 2.30, I think, so we're hoping most of the kids will hang around and maybe watch some soccer and help us out on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think you'll need an awful lot of help. You've got a good team, and it's a comer, and it's nice to be turning the corner with some momentum going into the playoffs. So that's always a, always a big positive here. So uh, We know you got a lot going on here. You're working right now, and I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, Ray, to come and join us on the inside pitch. And uh, we want to wish you the best of luck tomorrow on Wednesday and, and the rest of the tournament.
0: And, and thank you guys for all you do. The, the, the people appreciate that as well, the coverage that you guys give too.
1: Oh, thank you very much
2: thank you
0: this is the
2: inside pitch the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast
1: brought to you by our season sponsor the Rutland Regional Medical Center healthy you healthy together
0: hi this is podcast engineer George Nostron the one that Bob and Tom are always heckling. If you're wondering where you can find the inside pitch, we post it on our website every week under the sports drop-down menu. It's also shared on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on iTunes. And
1: now, well, now we've got more stuff here because you know we, just, been, we, were, we were talking about specific go into, things uh, and
2: different divisions and. Just, Boys soccer as well as girls and football, it's all coming at us. Well, it's Field all coming at
1: us. We're going to have to – this is going to be a two-minute drill trying to get all this in. One of the things that Ray mentioned in response to a question of yours was Mill River. And yes. I i was looking at Mill River as well because uh, watching the way that they played the other day against Springfield, they were very uniform. They were very poised. Uh, they were very disciplined. And it, it had the look of a team that certainly – Looks like it more one more than two games, and I just want to throw a couple of things at you here because I did some looking at comparative scores, and one the, the most outstanding thing about Mill River that I've noticed over the past couple of weeks is in three games against Fairhaven and Springfield, they allowed a combined four goals. Right, and that's and that's really a uh, that's a that's a really good sign that your defense is playing well. That four across defense that that Sean Bendig has them playing was just. Rock solid the other day.
2: Oh, and in, in the Fairhaven game that uh, ended in a in a tie, uh, they uh, Mill River actually had the lead against a, that v- very very good Fairhaven team late 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 in the game.
1: Right, right. So
2: this 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 is a team to watch out for.
1: And this is a team that played up a lot, played a lot of Division Two and Division One. That's schools, all they played. Yep. And absolutely. I checked out Enosburg's record. That's their opponent. And Enosburg is ten and four. They played. They were six and zero against Division Four teams. Right. So their their record is actually kind of like the opposite. Their schedule they're playing down a lot while Mill River is playing up a lot. So uh, they played uh, t- four games against Division two Division One teams, and uh, they were two against two and zero against a Division Two Missisquoi team. Uh, I'm sorry, they played a Division Two team. I guess that. Uh, against, uh, Missisquoi that they played a lot of D4s, and they were, had two close games against a Division I BFA team that was near the bottom of the pack in Division I. So I, I really like the schedule that Mill River has played. I like the way they're looking at the end of the season. And I like their confidence right now, too. they got a goalie who's playing really well, Mallory yeah. Carlson. they got a good defense. They've got guys up front who are really fast, and right. they can strike at you. Well, at they have a time. lot of
2: speed, and I, we were talking on the air, and I mean, uh, before we went on the air about Mill River, and I tend to agree with what you said. I Up in Enosburg, I can see a one-goal game either way. Uh, yeah. I would not be surprised if Mill River rode home the winner. I can see that game going either way, and and I think I'd be surprised if it was decided by more than a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. and if it would be, I bet you it'd be Mill River that did it. Yep. So I, I'm actually going out on a limb, and I'm, I'm picking you, Minutemen. All right. So... Go out there and don't make me look too foolish here, okay? Uh, so uh, I know we have a lot. Do you want to throw us another another particular game out here, Tom? Because we got to move fast here.
2: Um, well, 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 we got uh, where Rutland? Where where are the Rutland girls going? The Rutland girls. They're kind the of interesting. Gir-
1: they're at North Country. <coughs> so uh, that's. They have
2: th- a little bit of uh, <coughs> firepower there, and some some a good defense, some good backs. Uh, you know, I could see if things break right for them, uh, you know, that, that they may not be a pushover.
1: I don't think they'll be a pushover. They're, no, they're in a very, they're in a tough bracket. Uh, right, I got to give them that. They're in a tough bracket. They've got North Country, and if they were to get by, past the Falcons, who haven't changed their nickname, thank you very much, uh, they would have Burn Burton. So uh, that's that's a very, very tough bracket for Rotten. If if Rotten were to get even into the semifinals, they would be going a long way this year because they're really in a very, very difficult bracket. At the bottom, you've got uh, number three, Colchester, looking as well. So that's a, that's a tough bracket for the, the, the Raiders girls. But, you know, I, I think they're better than their record. You know, they, they lost an awful lot of kids. They need to get a little bit of momentum going. I think that would really help them quite a bit. And they played a good game against Mount Anthony the other day. Right, right. Uh, so... I think that they're uh, they're in a position where they're you know they they're competing and that's what you got to do at this point point. and you, you get you get a win and then all of a sudden you get in a roll and you can go places in the playoffs so that's where the Rutland girls are right now. So uh, I'm going to throw it over here while you're looking through your stuff. Yep. The football because we got the football yeah. hearings here yesterday as well. Yeah, here. How
2: about uh, I don't think uh, I think Polkney going into their game with Springfield. Uh, Thought that that was for the number two seed. They had no idea they would wind up at number one. But the Otters, Otter Valley, uh, they they pulled the big surprise up at Fairfax. So uh, <laughs> you know, Division Three was already kind of uh, I think we all thought the muddled division uh, in football. You know, with uh, with Pulteney and and Springfield and Fairfax, but. Boy, the otters threw a monkey wrench into that. Now we got, we got them. We gotta, we gotta got consider them also.
1: But they do. They do look like a team that could. could yeah. go so play. But you know what? They they're kind of an up and down team. They are. Okay. And Otters, I forgive you for making me look bad because I actually wrote that Pulteney and and uh, Springfield would be, be playing for two or three. And you just uh, threw the whole thing in, and now you're but number who three. Who saw that coming? Really? Who saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's funny, but you know, I'll tell you one thing. I've seen I've seen Otter play a couple times this year, and one thing I really like about that team is no matter what the heck is happening out there, they're gritty. They do not. Pack it in, right? And they had to. They had to play. A, they played a tougher game against game, against Windsor that they that they lost the other night or the the week before, but some penalties were really big in that game. I mean, they could have made that a game that, that they could have won as well. So, uh, and to come out and to, to score 38 points against a team that is used to allowing six or eight points yeah. a game. I mean that's. I mean, you
2: saw the six nothing. I think it was game. Yes. Polney and Fairfax. Polney and Fairfax. Yeah, right.
1: and I know Polney and Fairfax have both got very, very good defensive teams and are very fundamental. They like to run the football, and Ottawa likes to run the football. But, well, you know when you when you get four touchdown passes out of Alex Paul, you're throwing the ball well too, right. and Chance pass more. Um, who's from MSJ, which is, this is funny. You, you get a kid from MSJ and a kid who's homeschooled, combining for touchdowns for Otter Valley. So, <laughs> but, but it works. We'll
2: see more and more of that, I guarantee we'll you. We'll see,
1: absolutely. But, you know, I like that. I, I like Nate Blake as a runner. I like the, the physical yep. way they play football. Um, Division three in once you get past the first three teams, there's less and less defense being played. So I think a, a team that's going to rise up a little bit if Olive Valley, Valley wants to go some places, uh, some place particularly after this week's game, um, they got to play a little bit better defense. I think that's the only thing that's that's lacking for them. So we still can,
2: got. I think we still think we're looking at at Fairfax, Pulteney, and, uh, Springfield. and Springfield. I still think Springfield, even though even though they got it really, they got it tucked to them good. I, I still think that they're the big three. And then I think Otter Valley is a wild card, and maybe even Windsor is a wild card. I, Windsor has played better as well. Yeah. You know, that's,
1: that's, I don't, they're not the most high powered team out there, but they can make plays, you know, right. and they've gotten better. And it's a, it's a very good program. So I look at this being very, very competitive. The matchups for D4 or D3 are Woodstock at Pulteney. And that was a clo- it wasn't was a close game. Poulton gave their subs there, gave right. the, the entire second half playing time the first time they played. Windsor at Springfield, Mill River at BFA, and Oxbow
2: at Otter Valley. So, How uh, interesting is Springfield-Windsor now? you got it, the rivalry. It's very You've got a, a Springfield team that's very good coming off a bad loss. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting game.
1: Well, it was a 12-6 overtime game the first time right. around. And that right. was a game that uh, that Sam Presh was hurt and couldn't play quarterback the entire way. So I like that game. That's a, that's a very exciting game. I wouldn't be surprised either way. And this is no disrespect to Springfield. Right. Windsor is just coming on right now. Yes. Where Springfield has kind of kind of gather itself and get ready. And that's difficult to do in a turnaround to do that. And speaking of that, we're on high school in Division One has lost his last two games and looks completely different than the team I watched for the first yeah. six weeks of the season. I'm very surprised to see that happening. A Rutland High School team kind of going backward at this time of the season. It's usually the other way around. Right. So they've got Essex, a team they beat 17-7 up there. It was a tough game. It was before Rotland. But you got to pick Rotland. Well, you do. You this, gotta. This was before Rotten's offense was, right. was playing well. But, right. you know, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. You know, Brady Canosh, who played a few downs, who played a couple of sets up at Hartford the other night, looked very good. And he had something that, that the Rotten backfield had not had earlier that evening. It was decisiveness. When to run the football, when to hand it off, and when to just break for the hole and burn it. And he looked very good. So I, I'm not saying we'll have a new quarterback at Rotten starting the other uh, the, this game on Friday night. But, I wouldn't be surprised to see both guys in there because Kanash really picked them up. So I think that's a possibility that he might see some playing time. Otherwise, in that division, you have got Colchester at St. Jay, BFA at Middlebury in a game they played just last week, Mm -hmm. uh, BFA losing at Middlebury, 28-14, and Hartford at Burren-Burton. So um, that's a competitive division. And I, I, I look at the first three teams as being teams that I think will definitely win.
2: Um, Hartford at BBA. Hartford at yeah, I'm, BBA. I mean, I'm, you're picking, I'm sure, BBA, but Hartford coming off that win against Rutland, I mean, maybe that's a really good game now.
1: Well, Hartford was very physical in that yeah. game the other night, and their defense was pretty good. Uh, where they could use a little bit more consistency is when they throw the football. They didn't do a very good job doing that, but they got some big running plays. But, but you know, you know, it's all about momentum and how well are you playing when the tournament comes around. And Hartford, right. about that, uh, they've got to be flying high. It's a rivalry game. They won yep. decisively. And, uh, boy, I tell you, there was a lot of spirit on that field the other night. So I, I look at Hartford being a dangerous opponent for BBA. Yep. And in D2, I'm going to give it a quick run through here because uh, we want to cover all the bases in football. North Country at Brattleboro. Mount Anthony Fairhaven the best I think that, the best matchup it was That's a, two, a good game. A 2 point game that's in, in game. Bennington so I, yeah. I I like that game. I like that game a lot. Um it's at Fairhaven on Friday night Spaulding U32 eh, no. A rivalry um,
2: game that won't make any difference. Uh, it was it's just yeah. a little
1: bit too way too lopsided here. Yeah. Uh, U32 beat them 55 to 6 in, the other night. the same
2: with North Country Brattleboro. in North Country, Brattleboro.
1: That's yeah. a non-starter here. Yeah. Linden at BF could be a, could be an interesting game, although BF won fairly decisively up at Linden a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So um, uh, I look at that as being uh, the possibility of a little bit of a problem, but uh, BF is playing good right now too. Right. So and BF be uh, the run of the football, and you you do that, yep. and you're in good shape here, so that pretty much covers football, let's take a look at the, you want to take a look at boys' field hockey, boy, yeah, boys' field boys hockey. hockey, we don't have any field hockey, yeah, the, guys, VPA, feel hockey the VPA the VPA site is still down, we don't have field hockey pairings right now, and Tom Haley's head Hopefully has exploded twice, uh,
2: boy, I'll tell you what, I thought Division Two was uh, just a uh, uh, big, big lineup of contenders, and if I was gonna make anybody a slight favorite, it would have been Hartford. But now Hartford gets whaled on by Burn Burton. I mean, it's a five to two game. It's not even that close. It was five nothing at one time. So I'm a little concerned about Hartford, uh, but they're still, they've been the team all year. Woodstock and Burham Burton have come on like gangbusters. Late. Both of those teams, I mean, Division Two is intriguing in field hockey. There is anybody, that, I don't know. I mean, it it that just so hard to figure.
1: Okay, well, I'm not going to try. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. It's impossible. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You know, but Hartford, you know, I they they had a hiccup. You know they did but, but it was a big one but it was a big one yeah it was a big one so we'll see what lefty's got going on for the first round of the playoffs here yeah. how that how that plays out here so um um boys soccer boys okay. soccer how will Stowe make the transition from division three to division two where they are the top seed this year that's one of the biggest I questions, know. I think
2: I know I think they'll be just fine from what I've heard uh you know th- what a dynasty and yeah. Yeah. I think boys gonna, and girls they're yeah. going to be yeah. just as much of a player now in D2
1: Now it's a, it's a tough bracket they've got U32 Woodstock on the other side of it uh, yep. so uh, and, and also Fairheat or I'm sorry Milton is in that bracket. Hartford is in that bracket that's a tough tough upper bracket here in, in Division two soccer right. you know so uh, I, 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 but I think it bears watching you know, just to see how, how Stowe comes out of this whole mess here because I think that you know once you get a program, and I've seen them play right. a couple times in yep. the finals the past few years. They do not look like a small school team. Right. They really do not. They look like this field ho- or yep. soccer is what they do, and they're, pro- they're damn proud that, of it.
2: You saw that team they put on the field uh, down at Bellas Falls a couple of years ago. And yes. I know they're just a different animal.
1: Yeah, They're they're scary. They're yep. scary. Now, speaking of sc- how scary is CVU in Division One boys soccer?
2: Uh... As scary as ever, maybe. As <laughs> scary as ever, okay. <laughs> which is every year,
1: okay. Actually, that's that's the team being maligned at CVU right now because they tied a game this year, so uh-huh. 13-0 and one. While well, the girls went 14-0, you know. So right. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's a big bracket, you know. They've got a, a buy into the first, uh, into the second round where they could be playing Burn Burton, which looks like their likely opponent. Um, lower in that bracket, Rotten High School, which has struggled all year, is at St. Johnsbury and. Uh, it's been a tough year for Rotten. They lost a lot of a very, a very big number of good players from last year. So right. seeing how they respond in the playoffs at the, at Saint Jay on Wednesday is going to be a very interesting game here. So um, well, they're certainly
2: coming off a good one.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, they beat it, Brattleboro. They beat Brattleboro. That was yeah. a big deal. That is a big deal. That's a, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Brattleboro comes in at the third at the fourth seed, at right. eleven and three. So uh, that's something they so really. So maybe need Saint to Jay
2: have. is catching the Raiders
1: at the wrong time it could be it could be or at the right time because sometimes there's a big letdown after you yeah. have a huge game like that and now you're going on the road you know and uh, St. J's not an easy trip it's not fun it's a good two hours on a bus and right. the last half an hour is like where the heck are we kind yeah. of time here so uh, tough play to, place to play in a lot of different sports you know so I think geography has got something to do with it but I'm not really sure okay uh, Division Three is a little bit different than we've seen we've seen uh Uh, The last few years that uh, we've had teams like Green Mountain being a power down there. And uh, Leland Gray, we we just
2: fell on hard times uh, this year. Yeah. We're used to seeing them as a player. Yeah, we are. They're not.
1: We are. So uh, one of the nice— Green Mountain is
2: tough. Green Mountain's a good team.
1: Green Mountain is a good team. And they've they've scored a bunch of goals this year, too. That's one thing they do not lack for is in scoring here. So— uh, they've got Otter Valley. Uh, I would see them winning that game because yeah. Otter Valley is as a two and twelve. Team, Otter Valley struggles is, to score. They struggle to score. That's that's the biggest problem right now for Otter Valley, and really it's, it's followed them around all season long here. So, uh, one of the things I really like about Division Two is the Mill River Boys got themselves a home game. Um, they were uh, they finished five and nine. They finished the seventh seed. A minute.
2: Mill River Boys
1: are they in two? They're in three.
2: Uh, that's, I, oh, you said two. Okay. 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 Yeah, I made a yeah. mistake. Yeah, yeah. That's what No, I when agree. The, when the clock runs out yeah. here, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mill River, number seven, five, and nine, hosting Leland and Gray, which we at the beginning of the year we thought that uh, Bart's team would have a lot more going on for, it, but they had an injury, they had a key player lead before the season started, so they're coming in with uh, four wins, so uh, four, nine, and one, Leland and Gray at. Number seven, five, and nine, Mill River. And that game is going to be tomorrow. So that's a game you should be keeping an eye on here. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And we can't get out of here, and I can't get out of this place without talking about Proctor Soccer because Tom Haley will stab me with a pencil if we don't talk about Proctor Soccer. So let's talk about the boys right off the bat here. They're not the number one seed, but they're number two. got got a walkover with MSJ, and they could very potentially have West Rotton in the second round. And what would you think about a third meeting between those two teams?
2: Wow. Westside picked him off. Uh, West Rutland's good. West Rutland's got an all world goalie. Uh, Kyle Laughlin, he's tough to score on. Yeah. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that, that game is, it's just, it's must see. Must yeah. see. Yeah,
1: and and, and West Rutland has had a better second half of the season than they the have. first half of the yep. season. So that's yep. an interesting game. Okay, let's switch over because George is waving at me now. They, they the house is on fire. We got to run. So um, Proctor Girls. Okay, tell me what you think about Proctor Girls in this bracket here, because
2: well, they got to get o- they got to get over the the uh, middle block about Arlington, right? For when that if and when that comes about, they. They got dropped down there. Yes, it's four to one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, they've got them and they've got West Rutland. That was a great game. Proctor won it, but uh, and they, they, they beat West Rutland both times, but, but they were both games. Uh, so D4 is a war. I mean, it really is. And it seems like most of the excitement is in the South.
1: It is. It is. The D4 is no, where, going be where, fun. where the power is. And you know what? I, I actually don't think that, that game against Arlington is going to hurt Proctor. I think it will serve them. Right. They've had a tremendous season. But,
2: but think about this. Late in the year, they lose to Arlington 4-1. to And then, at halftime, over at Sharon Academy, they're down 4-1 to again. And somehow, they find and, it... Deep within themselves to come back and win that game with a monster comeback, five to four. But I mean, four to one, and then down four to one at halftime. Is Proctor okay right now?
1: I well, you know that you look at defense, I guess. You know, but you know, it's hard to but imagine. But they have that
2: great defense.
1: They do have a They're, great their defense. Their
0: backs
2: are phenomenal. But
1: they have not been giving up a lot of goals. No. And to score, to give up four goals back to back, right? I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. So you know, Proctor's got to kind of get it together here. I mean, yeah. they've they've got all kinds of talent on that team. I'm surprised that uh, that they would have games like that back to back. You know.
2: So so we'll see. It's yeah. a, That's that's certainly one of the things that bear watching in the D4 boys tournament and certainly Proctor's a player in it and so is Arlington and and so is Westside and for that matter Blake Fabricant will tell you his Sharon Academy Phoenix is a player too and he might not be wrong.
1: Could be one of the best tournaments in any division. It could be. Yeah. So is
2: the the Sharon Academy really (laughs) as good as the Ohio State? No. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've
1: run run way over, but that's hey, it's a playoff edition, so we're not catching too much flack here today. So, um, games start tomorrow. First round games Tuesday, Wednesday. Second round games Friday and Saturday. Get around. Hey, listen, this is what you this is what you came for. That's I mean, what, it's, that's all, that's, so that's what it's all about, and we're all geared up for it. We're, we're sure that you are too. So that's
2: what you do in August. The heat of August, you're still. You sweat and you grind for the right to play hopefully in November. This is what it's all about.
1: All right, get out there. Watch some games. We'll catch you next time on Inside Pitch. Hey, this is Jack Rogers.
0: Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch with Bob Frenette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.